Hi all, thank you very much for downloading the show. Just a quick reminder, the following was recorded prior to the news of Butch Reed's passing. Um, we are going to have an opportunity to discuss Butch's career and our favourite memories with the guest host we have lined up for next week. Um, but yeah, just important to to mention that off the top, because obviously the show that's coming up does have Butch in action, um, which we obviously we're not, we're not, haven't talked about anything um, related to the, to the recent sad news. So thanks very much for listening to the show, um, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm your host, Stephen Gutteridge, and welcome to Mid-South Moments. Dan Phillips has returned for back-to-back Mid-South wrestling fun. How are you doing today, Dan? Probably better than everyone listening that's got to listen to me for the second week running, (laughs) but yeah, I am very good, thank you. Good, good. Uh, We're coming from a very wet outskirts of London tonight it's pretty miserable outside but hopefully we're going to bring some some light to everyone listening so at the desk are Boyd Pierce in a black jacket that has a Mid-South Wrestling logo sewn onto it did you catch this yes I did I didn't catch it originally actually that's a lie I caught it because later on Bill praises JR and Boyd on their jackets yes yeah yeah very nice wasn't it Um, I wonder how yeah I wonder who did that um, and I was thinking, perhaps this is something I should look into adding into the merchandise options for the for perhaps a you know a formal occasion with the Mid South badge on it. It could Mid-South be right because also the logo looked massively out of place. And having yeah. looked at that Red Bubble shop, a lot of them items do. <laughs> particularly <laughs> as we all know, our, all our favourite is the pencil skirt. Yeah, uh, the pencil skirt, know. which we're going to be wearing for our two year anniversary. So this week, the Dirty White Boys are debuting. Um, we've got Doctor Death, Steve Williams, bringing with him All American. Ed Carboo Thomas. Um, we have the best dress contest between Doug and DiBiase, Butch Reed versus Kamala in a surprise dream match main event, and Terry Taylor's defending the TV title against Jake the Snake Roberts, plus the Rock and Roll Express are up against the Guerreros and defending their tag team titles with two referees. So a totally loaded show, but not so loaded that we don't get the third airing of the Dirty White Boys video set to Foreigners song of the same name, which I'm just going to skip forward on now. Um, and their debut is up next against Shawn Michaels and Tim Horner. Can, can I just say, when you mentioned, Go ahead, about, yeah. when you mentioned about the card, Boyd was a very excited. Yes, he was very excited. One of the most excited I've seen this guy. Mm. Um, and I just want to make a quick point that yet again, I know he's in his Mid-South blazer, but a bit like last week, very understated. Very understated. And if I'm honest, I'm starting to wonder, has Bill had a word and said, you're making us look like a bit of a joke? Oh, I don't know. I'm very intrigued. All I'm saying is I'm getting a bit worried now that maybe, I think next week's a big week. Is the fashion well? I suppose it'll be Jim Ross and Joel next week, won't it? But so maybe two weeks' time. Yeah. Whenever. Oh no! It's we'll be next. ringing out. So we'll be ringing out. So So yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's a we'll big see. test because if yeah. he's still understated, I, I don't. I wonder if he's had a tap on the shoulder because later on in the uh, the car, Bill praises. I think maybe, yeah. Uh, as Jr's announcing this one, Bill what's compliments says, "Oh, it's a really nice blazer Jr's got on." Ah, okay. and he goes and and you Boyd and I'm like and I was thinking, oh, I wonder if this is an end of an Boyd era. To, Boyd to rein it in and gone like, look, Boyd, it's a nice place. I mention it on national television. Well, I do hope not, but we'll, we'll keep a, yeah. a close eye on that in the coming weeks. Um, so basically, the Dirty White Boys are wearing non-matching and fairly ill-fitting long tights, one in black and one in blue. What said he's never heard of the town these guys are from. Uh, obviously, he didn't study hard at geography. Um, one of the dirty white boys hurled Tim Horner's face into his partner's own head. Um, and Sean was in there with a fairly vile pair of green trunks. I actually had a shamrock on the back, but yes. didn't bring him luck in this one. I think he must have borrowed these, wasn't he? Well, I, I've i actually got a note, and I'm doing it right now, to see, like, has he did he have any Irish heritage or anything? Hmm. Uh, I don't know, but you go ahead with that as I, I'll finish off this, yeah. this recap. So Anthony got Michaels on his shoulders and hit the Samoan drop for the winning 254. I actually thought this was a little bit decent, albeit it was interrupted by one of my cats leaping up and trying to steal food away from my wife while she was cooking dinner as I was watching this. So it's possible in that distraction I was wrong and it was rubbish. What did what did you think? Clear up this mystery, Dan. I, to me, it, I, I, it was a bit of a let's sort of show that that video that we've been watching for the last x amount of weeks yeah it's true because it was a uh, it was just michael's and and tim horner getting getting beaten up really it was a pure um, squash wasn't it really yeah. but they look good yeah i thought uh, they looked decent so it was, boys, yeah. yeah um 
And uh, by the way, I, I just, I, I, I can't, I, actually, all I can see is that for a little spell, um, Shawn Michaels spent a brief part of his childhood in Reading. In the UK? Yeah. Oh, it must have been a military base, I suppose, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, what a place anyway. to uh, spend some time. Sorry yeah. for any, any listeners from Reading, but yeah, there we go. We're not, yeah. fond, we're not fond of the area, are we, mate? We've had, we've oh, had too many, f- we've had too many bad memories there. That's, that's, probably, uh, is that the worst worst Fulham heartbreak of your life? Or it's certainly the worst journey home from a game I've ever had. Oh, what, in that minibus, yeah. yeah and we, and was... we were stuck on the, whatever it was, for hours, weren't we? Well, we actually... The cab driver, after about half an hour, 45 minutes, I said, that's still the stadium. Yeah. And we'd gone round in a circle, um, having just, so everyone knows, Fulham had missed out on the opportunity to go to Wembley, which would have been the first time since 1975. And for me and Steve, something that we've dreamt of. But do you know what? Who cares? We've been back since. And yeah, we we've got maybe the best day of our lives. So I think that was probably my... The thing with Ham, the, losing the Europa League final is that we never really expected to win no. that. So... Yeah. I was devastated by that. And I still think about it to this day. Mm-hmm. But that was like a proud, like a proud defeat. Yeah. I wish actually, it? I wish looking back, I hadn't been so miserable about losing that. Yeah. I know for a fact that after that game, my dad and his friends stayed up all night. Yeah. I was like, how did you do that? And they were like, because we were just thinking, wow, look at us. Yeah. I think we um, would be like that now. Whereas, got, yeah. Yeah. Whereas for. You know, I just have always wanted to. I always wanted to watch Fulham at Wembley, so yeah. that was, you know, we everything. But we, we just so everyone knows, we were talking about Fulham before this podcast, and we wanted to cheer ourselves up. Yeah, we've gone we back to it somehow. But, so I blame Shawn Michaels. But one thing I would say to link link back to last week's show um, about GCW mm. is that come back to what I said there. Shawn Michaels there. It's still every time he's on the show, which is about weekly now. Yeah, he's it's mad to think yeah. that that's Mr. WrestleMania. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Love yeah. him or hate him. I mean, I'm not a fan, but I appreciate <laughs> the guy. Love him or hate him. That sort of little bit tubby teenage kid there, though, is Mr. WrestleMania, right? And he turns up and he does these squash matches, etc. But guess what? Without all of that, he wouldn't have been Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, and that exactly. goes back to what I was saying last week. Fair play to him again. Yeah, you um, never know where there's going to be, and this is the thing: these guys need opportunities, um, and without the opportunities, you don't, you just don't know who's going to be the next. You know, Shawn Michaels, one of the best North American wrestlers of all time, certainly top, top five, I guess. Top, certainly top five. Not for yeah. me, but yeah, yeah, I think in ring, he's top. He's probably top five. Um, that's that's a whole different podcast. That that's, yeah, that is a different podcast. I, for, for what it's worth, I think Bret Hart's my number one. But we'll uh, we'll dive. I'm not that. getting involved, everyone. I'm yeah, sorry. Involved. We'll, we'll dive but yeah, off but, that. But yeah, no. Um, as I say it was a squash match. But first taste of the Dirty White Boys. That doesn't sound right. But also, were they named? Were they named the Dirty White Boys because they'd brought the rights to that song and gone, you're called that? Or Oh, no, they, had, here? they, definitely, <laughs> had, they definitely hadn't brought the rights to that song. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's just a bit I, massive yeah. coincidence that they're called exactly the same name as the song, which I was... I'm not sure. Perhaps it was inspired by that. And Anthony took that name going forward in his later career in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, but yeah, this... I don't know. I don't know. But... Yeah, so next up, we've got Dr. Death and uh, Boo Thomas versus Jackson and Cooper, says the graphic. But back, when we're back from break, Bill Watts talks about feuds that have become known all over the world, and he references Dick Murdoch and killer Carl Cox um, from, from years ago. And they have one now between two football greats in Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Steve Williams, which ended up with Duggan trying to break Williams' arm last week. So we've got a recap of the end of the match um, where Williams' arm was smashed around the ring post and Duggan got a clean pin. And Watts said he's not exonerating Steve Williams or castigating Duggan, but Williams did receive a stress fracture and we throw backstage to Williams with a very small bandage on his arm along with Jim Ross. Williams said he hates Duggan. He despises the man. He tried to put him out of wrestling. And Williams said he told the doctors he needed something to protect his arm and he produces a pad like he used previously in American football. Ross said it looked like a legal pad. And Williams adds that he's coming after Duggan. I've got this is decent from Doctor Death, and obviously introducing a new sort of a bit like Ted DiBiase's glove. We're gonna have a we're gonna have something on uh, Williams. Yeah, it looked like now. a bit of foam though. It didn't yeah, look- yeah. But he's gonna load it with stuff, isn't he? That's that's gonna be the gimmick. Yeah, I just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I yeah, I just not keen on this one. I like that. I like. I thought Doctor Death come across good. I just thought that the way they showed the the implement. 
yes. uh, made it look a bit pathetic. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I also, do you know what? It's also just a shout out to uh, to, to 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 Phil. Uh, the minute they mentioned the previous feud, I was thinking, feel feel like uh, there's no way. Even if I'd done a Wikipedia search on Dick Murdoch and Killer Carl Cox, I could do justice to how Phil would probably explain <laughs> or Terry how that feud how that feud was back then. I I had a look. I saw that Dick Murdoch was in Mid South from eight nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty four. Okay, yeah. Um, but again, the only Cole Cox I know is a DJ. Yeah, so, he must be getting. And I don't, now, and I don't yeah. think it was him. No, so. I don't. I don't think it would have been would have been him. Um, yeah, I get. I, Joe, I don't. I don't even. Know, I don't even want to guess when that that feud would have been. But Carl Cox was around for a long time. So um, if I'm honest, when I, when he first said it, I'm deadly honest. When he first said a feud between Dick Murdoch and Killer Carl Cox, I thought when I'm playing Wikipedia, I was going to find some sort of like police, but police like you know like an unsolved serial killer murder mystery from like you know you know what i mean like dick murder oh you didn't realize they were wrestlers no i didn't i thought killer <laughs> he's called killer carl cox because that was his like jack the ripper equivalent right okay uh, yeah but uh no they they just had a feud and obviously a very big feud um in the ring which is now being compared to dr death and Haxel. yeah i think um, it was i think it might have been 70s actually but um yeah who knows we, we move on so um Basically, uh, this guy Ed Carboo Thomas, um, is, and I thought when he when um, Watts first said his name, it, that it was his name was Ed Carr. So two different names, but his his first name is Ed Ed Carr, which I've explained yes. terribly badly. Yeah. Um, he's doing teaming up with Doctor Death to go up against the always great Mike Jackson and his tag team partner. Former dreadful Fulham player Mark Cooper, asterisk, it may or may not have been the same person. Um, what said that Tom, I guess Mark Cooper's probably before your time, isn't he? He was. I, yeah. I obviously know the reason I know about him is like anything, he was, I think, um, always linked with our manager job. Mm. And I think, you know, going back years when it first he first was linked, um, he was doing well at Commodore, which club it was. And I was like, to my dad, oh, why, why, don't, why aren't we looking at him? And he went, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and to be honest, I'm all for that. I'm all for holding a grudge. Yeah. Hold a grudge for as long as possible. In sport, hold a grudge as long as you like. For yeah. The most pathetic things ever. It's like when Matt, like, um, Matt, when Maradona passed away, everyone was like, yeah, there I were lots of things. And I, fine, wonderful, wonderful footballer. Yeah, great. But he cheated England out of the World yeah, Cup. I've not watched like, one documentary or anything. Yeah, no, nor have I. I, I always remember, uh, um, I used to read like Ian Wright um, growing up. And, mm. um, but I went to a lot of England home games and um, I used to get very agitated that Lampard, Frank Lampard was an excellent player for Chelsea and England. But he never, tur- he never played. He, always found, he was always injured for friendlies. Yeah. And I found that quite frustrating. And there was a match where I, I booed it. I booed him, right? And, I, and looking back, I probably shouldn't. Have, I was a bit younger and stuff. And Ian Wright said something like, "If you if you booed Frank Lampard, you're a moron." And I remember <laughs> just thinking, "He thinks I'm a moron, so that's it. I don't like him." And now every time I see it's him, I want, I want to like him, but I just yeah. go back to, "He thinks I'm a moron." Yeah, and he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> but, but it's him, personal now. The grudge is on. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm all for holding grudges. No, I get it. I've got, I've got a list. Uh, actually, I probably should, I probably should stop there. Um, so, uh, yeah, where are we? So, basically, um, what said that Thomas was an All-American at, at the University of Oklahoma, and also he won a tough, tough man contest in Tulsa the last two years, beating by knockout one of the toughest people Watts knew, and that's Bobby Elrod, the nephew of Jimbo Elrod, for any of you wondering. <laughs> Who this guy is, Watts just throwing out names, doesn't he? Sorry, just cover that. that but, but before you said, this match was just a, a case of that, because as you just said, Dr. Death just brought his mate with him. Yeah. And looking at Mark Cooper... I think he's come out of crowd. <laughs> yes. I think this is just a case of who fancies a match. I thought it was really weird, actually, because last week I mentioned that I thought Shawn Michaels had brought his mate with him. And this week, Dr. Death has actually brought his mate with him. They yes. kept stressing, this is his friend from university. Yeah. He's just brought his mate. Come, come on down, <laughs> yeah. get a few licks and you'll be fine. So Watts talks about Williams' weight loss and getting leaner. And, he, and actually, to be fair, Williams still looking in fantastic condition here. Um, and then the picture quality on this match... 
on the YouTube version just started to go really downhill. Um, but there's a big Oklahoma stampede slam from Williams in 228 for the win. Uh, not, not much to this. And Thomas wasn't in for very long. What did you think of this uh, tag team match? Yeah, um, you know, not good. I, I was more laughing that, you know, yeah, he's brought his mate with him. I um, I, 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 I sadly uh, n- now have like a, got a fondness from anyone from Oklahoma University. You know, yeah. like, you know, I've got, I've gone, I've had my first season as a Sooners fan. So I sort of find myself, I found myself like, I've started I start finding myself like cheering Dr. Death on a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here he is. He's, he's one, one of, of he's our own. One yeah. of us. Um, and it's really weird. That's what sport does, right? But um, yeah, yeah um, the only note I had was this Mark Cooper come in and I just, not a wrestling physique, <laughs> just had like black pants on. They just picked him up. So I, I didn't know what was going on uh, no. this match. Um, you, you have squash, squash matches and then you have this, which was just, just nothing. Yeah, I agree. Um, Maybe it's meant to show us that how powerful Doctor Death is, but I don't think this was needed. No. Unless he's just gone to build. Look, I've got my my mates in town for the weekend. Yeah, come on, I'm gonna take him out later on. In, yeah. uh, in, the event, in, the uh, event sold out, so Truth I can't Port, get him a seat. So let's do this. I can't, yeah, I can't get him a seat, but can he? Can he wrestle? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> what the, that's, what, that's what this was. So the big one is up next: the Mid South Wrestling Best dressed man competition as we turn from as we return from the break ted was in the ring with a tuxedo on plus a baseball bat for good measure ross said this was going to be judged by the fans ted had a lovely ruffled pink front part of your shirt what's that called when you like your 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 front of your shirt is that a, how do you know what the name of that is what when it's it's almost, uh, like, the, the, it's almost like the lapels of your shirt but it's not lapels is it what you, what you do what the front of your shirt where it's like ruffled up yeah yeah isn't it called a, a ruffle? Uh, Everyone's fuck. now realising, bit behind the curtain, these are two very two men you're listening to that aren't used to dressing smart. <laughs> I don't think I've ever okay. worn a ruffled shirt. It's called, but, um, uh, just yeah. Uh, hmm, I thought it was. A po- what what are shirts with ruffles at the bottom called? Uh, I'm not uh, yeah, the bottom. Know. No, I'm just I'm just looking on Google. I can't I can't get it. It's I think a poet shirt is what it is. Poet shirt, a poet shirt. Yeah, I'd say that, but it's all no. It's not that. It's that's like a loose fitting blouse, which is not what Ted DiBiase had on. Um, so yes, uh, basically um, there were big cheers in the background um, as Ted said that he has a bat, has the bat with him because he doesn't trust Duggan after what he pulled with the flowers a couple of weeks ago. Um, and DiBiase was just sporting a, a pair of white gloves. So the big cheers were for Duggan coming out, and Ted added that added to the refs that if they've checked Duggan thoroughly, then he doesn't have, and he doesn't have anything with him, then he'd be happy to give away the bat. Um, so Duggan made his way to ringside, white tux again, red cummerbund and bow tie combo. And it was at this point that I had to tap out of the YouTube version as the picture was shuddering and was making me feel a bit ill, to be honest. Um, my first port of call was WWE Network on my laptop, but of course the stupid thing didn't work properly. I tried various browsers, neither worked. So I basically gave up and used my phone to watch this on. Um, what do you watch the network on? And do you have do you have issues with it? Because it, it always works. iPad, phone, or yeah, TV. Yeah, so I watch. Fine. I watch the network either on my phone or the iPad. Yeah, um, I've never tried. So so when I've heard you know yourself and and different and different guests mention the issues with with it, I've never really understood. Yeah, uh, what your problem is, but actually, <laughs> actually, to be honest, you've just you've just confirmed it there. Okay, yeah, fine. It's I've never used it on the on the laptop. I, I use it on my yeah phone or or iPad. Um, it's totally bizarre because when I'm when I'm doing a lot of note taking for this, I'm uh, for, for this and the and the uh, this month in wrestling history. I tend to try and do it sitting in like a desk with with like multiple screens so I can type rather than sitting on a. Um, you know, sitting on a sofa for three hours doing a long pay-per-view is I find that quite difficult doing the typing. But the, you you watch something on YouTube, it's perfect. Like there's no problem at all. So it's not do internet. Think, do you think this will change with the new? Uh, well, I don't know. I I don't think anything. So for us, everything's going to stay the same. Um, it's all going to be WWE Network here. But I just don't. Why, really... why, why is that? Why is that? Why? Why? So so they buy they buy the rights. I guess is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But then, but then he keeps the what international rights? Yeah. So Peacock, the Peacock deal separate, is 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so in so, so Canada is a good example. So in Canada, um, I think it's Rogers. So Canada's a Canada's a funny one because you wouldn't necessarily think that Canadian television would be completely different to American television, and there is some crossover in networks, but. There was a thing in Can- Canadian television for a long time where they had um, limitations on non-Canadian content to the point where Raw would have to be shown on a 15-minute tape, t- tape delay on a Monday night to get around this weird rule, which now now has changed. Um, but yeah, in, in Canada, the WWE Network airs on a, on a cable station there, the 24-hour feed. So if you're watching it... So for us, let's say we were watching a pay-per-view... It would be a channel on Sky, which would be the pay, you know the pay per view channel and the and the the channel that's got stuff on all day long, and they would have a limited archive. Right. And okay. then also you can you can also get access to the um, WWE Network as well via traditional means. So all it is in the, in the states is that's just where the where the um, where the rights are. But if BTS decided to say because obviously they've got the, the WWE rights here now, if they decided to say to WWE, look, we'll we'll pay you whatever will pay you x amount um to take a wwe net bt wwe network channel so all the pay-per-views all that stuff is mm-hmm. on there we'll charge our customers an extra five quid a month or whatever the wwe would do it and i get, get, get rid of the wwe network as we know it right now it's all it's all a money play really um, yeah, i mean you got what you got a billion pound right it's the most unbelievably stupid deal i've ever um ever, i like, don't understand like how can anyone I, pay I, for I, that? I heard the headlines and then it was one of them ones where Saw the headlines and a lot of articles. You go, okay, that's the just story. I thought I'm clicking into that because that can't be tr- like someone's elaborated, over elaborated. No, they haven't. No, it's a. Th- I think I think it's um something like a thousand dollars per subscriber a year, a thousand dollars a head for that deal. So um yeah. Oh, well, so, as it stands. As it stands, yeah, as it stands. So, so right. Yeah, so I see what you mean. So in essence, because that was my next question, how are they going to get their money back on this? Well, they're not. They, well, they, 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 I guess they will over X amount of time. Well, well no, Hang I don't it. think... So, so, so they've paid him a billion pounds for the rights. Yeah. Who's recording? So, so he's still in charge of, you know, recording the event and filming and camera. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's already... Does he then... They then get access to that. Yeah, so, so basically the they've paid. They've leased the content. So so WWE Network, WWE Network in terms of the everything in the back, everything in the background is Mechanics, exactly the same. So it's just that instead of the feed going through to the WWE Network app on TVs in the states and stuff, that won't you won't be able to log into that. There'll be geo blocks in the states. If you try and log into WWE Network in the states, you'll be geo blocked. You won't be able to get in like it was here when WWE Network was first out. You couldn't get in without a VPN. Um, so you'll have to go through the Peacock app. If you're an existing subscriber, you'll be transferred over to Peacock at $5 a month less than you pay at the moment. Um, and that'll get you whatever Peacock has got on. So the NBC... What I'm saying is a Peacock, Peacock have paid them this billion pound. They're not then paying them a monthly fee as well. No. WWE Network. So they will eventually make their money back. Uh, well, not not necessarily because they're... If they've the done fi- the one-off billion-pound payment, then yeah, they're going the to fi- eventually yeah. make it back, aren't the f- they? Well, the five—if you—if you think it's one point one million subscribers times five, so that's five point five point what five point five million dollars a year gross from subscriptions from the one point one million they've bought over five years. That's twenty-five million dollars. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah. So actually, good point. So when I say, I mean, they will be paid back, but we will probably won't be here to see it. Well, I don't think. <laughs> I, I what I actually think is going to happen is. So I, my, my view, we're obviously going off a bit of a tangent here, but this is, this is you know interesting stuff. My view is that at some point, WWE, someone's going to understand that this content is not worth the money. And the big, big, big mistake that Peacock made. Um, so the UFC have got a very similar deal with ESPN for their pay-per-views. But the difference is ESPN have got a subscription service called ESPN Plus, which is I'm sure you're familiar with. I've just um, I've literally just um, I've just signed up to ESPN, um, probably the wrong month actually. I'm I'd, I'd done a trial for seven hmm. days so I could watch the college football final. Have you? Have you is, that, is that? Oh, is is that a, a VPN thing? Or is there a, is there a UK? No, I've got a UK one. Oh, so okay. BT so BT Sport over here in the UK allows you to watch ESPN. Right. Okay. Yeah. On the BT Sport app, 
the the um the it's only you can only watch espn live so so if it's so bt sport allows you to watch espn but it doesn't then save any of the content you watch it live on right it. okay yeah that makes sense so to watch what's been on espn you need to be with espn if you, yeah. if you know what i mean and so what i done is i signed up seven day free trial um so i could watch the college final with no interruption you know no okay. not, try, not trying to find other means should we say yes um yeah. and then i've carried it on for this month um because we're in lockdown and actually it's got a lot of documentaries yeah 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 um but i will eventually stop it and then just restart it back at the college season again but yeah but espn i mean i mean as i must admit as a as an app um it's pretty good i I quite like it um you know espn is a name that's been you know it's like sky right in my opinion it's been around for years and and that you know but yeah, so I, I can be understanding it, but it's just, yeah, sorry, it's just a side because I have literally, like in the last month or so, signed up to it properly. So, so, the, so. so ESPN Plus have got, um, and, and I wonder what, some of our sports will probably go this way. And we, actually, you know, Amazon Prime is an example. So there's already, there's already a streaming provider that provides what, live, live Premier League football and also tennis. Um, but in the States, so ESPN Plus, if you, if you sign up to ESPN Plus, you'll probably get, something like 35 UFC events per year that is that are part of that subscription. But the big difference between ESPN Plus and WWE on Peacock is ESPN Plus retained the ability to sell the pay-per-views for additional. So they've played UFC a flat fee and basically their deal is whatever we whatever the pay-per-view revenue is goes straight to us. You don't get any cut of that. Here's your flat fee. You put on the pay-per-views and we'll get it. So there's still so UFC is still um it's still in their interest to put on big pay-per-views and get the McGregors of this world in, but not as much as when they were getting the money them, you know, the 50% of the money themselves and not the cable provider. Um, but they've still got the the kind of carrot because they want to keep that deal going at the end of it. Yeah. Peacock haven't done that. So rest the, the, the WWE's decision to put WrestleMania on the network and to a lesser extent, Royal Rumble and SummerSlam, but but not in the same stratosphere, was catastrophic from a business perspective. Because even the shittest WrestleMania now, you're getting five or six hundred thousand buys from that domestically in the States. So you're talking about five or five or six hundred thousand times sixty dollars versus one point one million people paying ten. I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and they would have paid 10 anyway. Those 1.1 anyway. million would have paid it anyway for all the archive yeah. stuff. So that's the that, big well, mistake. That's why, that's why I mean, I, that's, I don't watch WWE. And sometimes, you know, I might watch the odd event, um, you know, mainly if you or I hear, you know, I, you know, sometimes, you know, Mark might say something's good or Stuart or whatever. But I pay the money for the... Archive. And for the archive, and I think lots stuff. of people do as well. That's yeah. all I do. Yeah. Uh, also, from what I see, is the again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't watch the most up to date raw and stuff, can you? No, no. So, so that's part 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 of the big thing for the TV deals for the states. And it does it does make sense. Is that they've got exclusivity for I can't remember how long it is. Maybe sixty days. So sixty. So for sixty days. The only place you could have seen Raw is on USA Network and, and Fox for SmackDown. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I, yeah. Like, I went to watch Raw Rumble again the other day, and uh, and I will get round to it. Um, not not the whole not the whole. Well, I was going to just have a little watch the whole thing, but three hours fifty. Yeah, it's too long. I I, I can't do it, and I, yeah. and I know it sounds silly. Oh, but I could do three hours. It's more about the fact that it three hours fifty. If that was three hours fifty, and I knew I was watching three hours fifty of quality, but in anything that's that long, you're going to have rubbish in there. With no crowd as well is the thing. That yeah, I so I just really there. was gutted, and I always used to love the love the rumble, but yeah, I will get round to it. But yeah, sorry, I know it's a massive tangent. But I think it's quite. I, th- I think you're right. It's quite important to because that. The, I mean, the WWE, no matter what we say about modern day wrestling, and it's still the still dictates it still dictates the market really yeah I, I i do think that my view on it is i could be wrong and i don't know whether it's this tv deal or the next tv deal but someone's going to realize that this is a dying television product 
and the ratings are down ratings are down half a million just in the last year in terms of the night after Royal Rumble I, I was I think the I think the Royal Rumble in the, the Raw after Raw Rumble in 2016 did something like 4.2 million viewers. And, not, and this Raw after Raw, we're taping this ahead of time, but the Raw, the Raw after Raw did 1.8 million. So they're That's just, huge, isn't it? I mean, it's huge. I know, I know then, yeah. people's viewing habits have changed. Yes, they have. That is true. But actually, and the, and the thing that Dave Meltzer always says is that, yes, that's right. But if you look at other sports, other forms of entertainment, some of them are down, but you're talking about minuscule single figure percentage drops not massive 50 percent of got more than 50 percent are gone so i i think peacock will i can't there must the, the bubble is they'll have a plan burst. as well though you've got yeah i mean yeah I, i'm with you but at the same time you've got to be looking at like they'll have a plan mm. but again actually i'll say that they'll have a plan but they don't dictate content do they no and the thing is they're other, airing the yeah. content I mean, they've paid a billion, if you think about that, they've paid a billion pounds, right, for something that, in theory, they have no control over. Yeah, no, they don't have any, any control at all. Vince yeah. could literally go, right, made a billion, in theory, and go, right, next week's show, I'm just going to sit in the middle of the ring and go for no, a sleep. No, but you're, you're, you've, you've nailed it. There's no incentive on pay-per-view now because you've got guaranteed income for the next five years. There is no... Yeah. This is So it was very, very different pre-network every and I, and I you know creative was was better then than it is now but there was incentive to tell better stories not have stupid dq finishes because the pay-per-views matter the 250,000 or 400,000 buys or 100,000 buys that mattered that mattered to your bottom line but but it just doesn't now um but sorry we digress let's get back to um let's get back to our best dressed man competition so Ross pleads for everyone's attention and says that the people in the studio are going to decide who the winner is. Pretty simple rules. Whoever they cheer for most will win. Ross says they're going to judge DiBiase first and we get a wide angle shot of the crowd, which I don't think we've seen too many times. I thought he got a pretty decent reaction here, didn't he, DiBiase? There's a few people cheering out of their seats. Yeah, there was a few, few, few women off their seats. Yeah, not too many booze, but it was okay. Good looking this- guy back, good looking guy back in his day. And having watched yeah. his documentary, he might have known a lot of them women. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, ba- yeah, basically, this was nothing though compared to the eruption for Duggan with people jumping out of their seats. And Ross declared Duggan the winner. Ted said that he'd been ripped off again. He said all of the people that were cheering for this baboon had been picked, and there were no classy people in the crowd. He said it was rigged, a, a, a rigged up deal, and he demanded a rematch that was going to be electronically monitored, a machine put on the crowd to judge the noise, as a machine can't lie. Didn't really understand this because he's saying here that he got more cheers after saying the crowd was rigged. So how would a how would a machine help this? Blew my mind. Yeah. I don't understand the. There was me. I think last week I spoke about the nuances around you know like when we talked about Terry Daniels folding his trousers and stuff mm. and about how they do these little details to make things look more realistic and then they come out with put a machine there. And actually, you'll find that them boos. I mean, what's he trying to say? Them boos are actually cheers, or yeah, yeah. I, I what, what I was thinking he was trying to say after was, was he trying to say that it had been rigged in regards to they were fake cheers? Oh, I don't know. Possibly he wants the machine to show that this isn't fake. I don't know. I didn't no, understand. No, possibly though. But yeah, I, I thought this was a bit of a. I mean, it could quite possibly have been that he, he misspoke, and that was where we got to. But. Duggan says you don't buy class off a rack and it's what is in your heart that counts. DBS says that no one with any class could pick Duggan over him. Um, Duggan says he doesn't care how they'll do it next week, but he'll win. Um, I expected one of the segments of the year here, but sadly was a bit let down, though we are going to get this again in some form or fashion next week. What did you think of this? Yeah, I was a bit... Actually, to be honest, on the mic, DBS and, 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 and Duggan were quite amusing. Yeah. Uh, can I just draw attention to... Duggan coming into the ring. First up, why, there, why was there three refs there? Completely unnecessary. <laughs> um, there's one point, like Jim Ross said, right, we're going to speak to the refs and then we'll do the cheers. W- w- what were we asking the refs? Sorry. Yeah. Like, I thought originally they were there like stewards to stop them <laughs> going to the river. But I did like Duggan walked into the ring and then he sort of like showed his outfit and I think they were checking them for weapons. And when the guy sort of went a bit too high on his crotch, he was oh, like, whoa, like that. Yeah, whoa, easy, like, easy. I quite like that. Um, <laughs> 
it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, I just liked, you know what? It was just so, again, little nuances, you know. Yeah, the, the, the face is dressed in white. Hill's dressed in black. Booze and cheers. Very traditional. You're yeah. the good guy, I'm the bad guy type thing. Um, but do you know what my last point was? My last point here, because they talk about doing another one. My last point is, I'll just read this. How about just wrestle? Mm. which I know, as we've discussed before, maybe this is an angle they're going for for one of them events that we may cover at the end of the year. Um, well, they do some tuxedo matches on the on the round, so I think that's okay. why this is a thing, yeah. Um, yeah. So up next, the clash between Hacksaw, Butch Reed and Kamala, which was a huge one in the context of this promotion at the time. Um, Reed had his face painted and he went to work with punches at the start of the match and forced Kamala out, out of there to the delight of the what stumbles over his words, he says that Kamala was starting a monotonous, and I'm sure I didn't mean that, stutter step like ancient savage ritual war dance. Um, what's turned the intensity right up on this uh, during the commentary? And in about two minutes and 10 seconds after some good action, Kamala settled into the Mid-South moment's best move of 1985, the dreaded peck grab. Um, Reed briefly fought out, but Kamala was back into it before too long, and he even slipped his hands that most dangerous of areas, the armpit. Um, Watts again put over the fact that Kamala had injured Andre the Giant in the past. Reed fought back to his feet, was smashed down again with chops. Good chant of go, Reed, go, um, as Watts basically said that he never expected to hear that in uh, the Irish McNeil Boys Club. Um, and the crowd got behind a Reed comeback. Reed hit a diving spear and Akbar interfered as Friday got in the other side of the ring. The ref then called for the bell in 440 for a DQ win for Reed. Um, as Reed held Akbar into Friday, Landale tried to interfere, but Reed fought him off. Iceman King Parsons, Terry Taylor, and Steve Williams were all out there. Hercules, too. And before too long, there was just a huge melee and the heels took over. Kamala headed to the top rope and looked like he was going to splash Reed. But Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out with the two by four to make the save. I thought this was a super heated follow up here um, with the crowd at a fever pitch. And um, Pet grab aside, I enjoyed most of the match, too. What did you make of this? Yeah, so um, why was Butch Reed's face painted? Just because he's, I don't he's know, I, I think maybe because Kamala paints his. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I think that was the the and idea. They also here. mentioned this was a dream match chose by by the viewer. Yeah, so they haven't mentioned that dream match competition for a little while, but that, yeah, I but they also didn't mention that. it. They also didn't mention it during the match. Oh, okay, so yeah. yeah. Start bit. How, how how was the dream dream matches? Did you write in? Write in, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing maybe this was someone's someone wrote because at the end of the day they said this is a dream match that you guys requested you only need one person to write that in yeah well if if that actually if that did actually happen is the yeah who's requested um just made a little note just to clarify did you notice commander's lost a bit of weight (laughs) because he has i don't know like you know i've given you the opportunity to check that out but he has um (laughs) one thing i did notice is now when commander's match with another big guy start to see his limitations a little bit and i thought they showed a lot um the thing that stood out for me other than i got to see the famous pet grab yes yeah all glory was bill watts did not stop talking no he didn't at any stage and i mean didn't even come up for air he (laughs) spoke like even like now if i just go he didn't even do that he didn't stop. And actually, it sort of started to irritate me because when I was trying to listen to what he was saying, he got to a point where it's so desperate. To, we spoke about this before, and I know other hosts have. So desperate to get Reed over, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, big time. Because even when he's mentioning Kamala hurting Andre the Giant, that is not big enough Kamala. Just that, that is to say, this guy's hurt Andre the Giant yeah, Butch Reed is now going to beat this guy. Yeah, that's how, that's how, that, yeah. Is, that is not him bigging up Kamala. He he's mentioning what Kamala's been doing to to show how difficult this is. I mean, you know, he's using words. This is savage and all this. It wasn't savage. It was. A, it was. A, it was. A, I I enjoyed. I actually enjoyed the match. Mm. I, I really did enjoy the match. Um, and yeah, and you did get. You know, I think you met like, chance from the crowd. I mean, he was like, oh, there's chance from the crowd. I would say max five women. 
<laughs> just going, read, 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 read. Uh, look, I'm not saying there's anything bad about him pushing Butch Reed, but it, this really, infuri- like, he just didn't stop. He just didn't yeah. stop. To the point of just repeating himself, saying, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, and then at the end, he then did use the word pandemonium. Couldn't have called it better. Yeah. It was an all-star showing. Everyone was in there to the point where I didn't even understand who had issues with who, who was meant to be hitting who. Um, and the only thing that stopped me concentrating on that was watching Kamala try and climb that turnbuckle. <laughs> uh, yes. I wonder, yeah. I mean, he didn't hit the move. I wonder if he was meant to, because I think later on they discuss, they might mention that he was going to climb the rope or something. Cause they, cause they say, Oh, if he lands that they'll he'll kill him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he was meant to do it, but he, he, I mean, for anyone watching it, you watch him. He's, I think he's genuinely making an attempt to climb that and he just can't do it. um, Possibly. I just thought it was a bit like that old ladder spot where like no one's ever climbed a ladder more slowly. Like your 90 year old grandfather could climb a ladder quicker Mm. than a ladder match. I wonder if it was just, he was stalling to let Duggan, he could probably see Duggan was coming down the steps and miles away in that place. So yeah, I don't know. Though I I like your option more that he he took so long that Duggan was just like, I've just got to get this guy down from here basically with uh, with my two by four. But yeah, no, this was good. This was good stuff with the melee afterwards and just, and they haven't done one of these big brawls for a little while where just, you know, get all of the, get all of the heels and get all the faces out with, with issues. And um, I thought this was good stuff. So back from break, Watts apologised to fans as he said he had nearly lost his voice after what he'd just seen. He ran through what had just happened and the various confrontations that have to be decided. And Watts add, added that Grizzly Smith has been told that Terry Taylor, uh, sorry, Grizzly Smith has told Terry Taylor that he does not have to defend the TV title because he was injured in that previous melee. Um, Roberts is in the ring and he's really annoyed and tells the ref to go and get him. It's a championship match and he can't back out. Uh, Brad Armstrong then gets in there and says he'll wrestle him big boy and that he is ready, willing and able. Roberts says that Armstrong isn't nearly as good as his washed up father was before Brad drilled him with a nice looking right punch. Um, Snake backs off and says he wants Taylor, but Armstrong will be next as Roberts slithers out the ring. Watts said that Roberts had backed down from a challenge and certainly he would want Taylor in the condition he was in after he sacrificed himself to help Butch Reed. Um, And while I was looking forward to Taylor and Roberts for the TV title, um, this did all make logical sense. And I like building the tension between Roberts and Armstrong. What did you make of this, uh, this sort of short angle here? Yeah, he mentioned, I think he says to Brad Armstrong at one point, um, you don't know anything about being a champion, which was a bit like, yeah, you've just been North American champion. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, And then, also got you always had a bit of heat when you mentioned the family, didn't you? Yes, yeah, the guarantee. Um, <laughs> but I'll I, I see what you're saying. I was actually disappointed, I, I, I was up for seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see the match between Taylor and the reason, and Roberts, the reason yeah. I wanted to see it as well. Is, I think, as I mentioned last week, I did, I just love Robert's like dismissive nature of this, yeah, <laughs> of this thing. Actually, makes me quite find it quite funny that he's like, I'll win this one, this is easy. Yeah, uh, he's I such think, a good heel. You wonder how he, he was so popular as a face in WF, you almost think. How is this possible? This guy's such a good heel, isn't he? he really brilliant. is. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. He really is. Um, so next up, the big tag team title match. And we went straight into this without any introductions. What says that in two weeks, Gino Hernandez will be there, plus the modern day warrior, Kerry Von Erich. Um, What's also said that next week it's official, a rematch for the unofficial best dressed man in Mid-South. Um, when is the official best dressed man contest? That's what we all want to know. How can this be the unofficial contest? Um, so two referees in this one and what said that in spite of the request from the Guerreros, they did not have access to a Mexican referee. So there's two American referees here. Um, and this one is with TV time remaining. And, and if they have time, they're going to show a new video on the Rock and Roll Express that Joel has put together. And Bill said that it's the best video he's ever seen. Um, so oddly, we cut into a commercial break at just after three minutes. And Boyd said their director oral link would take what happened just in case there was a decision. Um, the crowd was hot when we came back from break as Gibson was being worked over by Hector and hit with a great running frog splash. Chavo slammed fist into Gibson in the corner before climbing to the top rope and back flipping off for no apparent reason other than it looked good. But this showboating allowed a Gibson comeback and Morton got the tag. Both referees were then bumped as Morton took a really dangerous looking double backdrop uh, spot. Um, Chavo applied the surfboard as Gibson struggled to make it back in. Gibson then slammed Hector off the top, off the off the top, and made the save. 
Um, all four men were fighting in the ring as Watts said he'd never seen such intensity in a Mid-South Tag Team title match. Rock and roll chant in the background and Gibson went close to the near fall and then Morton went for an inside cradle too, which the ref counted, which was odd. And I'm sure Jim Ross was somewhere in the backstage area shouting yeah. at the monitor. He's not the legal man. And Watts talks about how these guys were being pushed to the championship limits with less than one minute remaining. Bill said 30 seconds of TV time left. All four in again as Boy Pierce thanked everyone for watching. And we get the bill, the bell as the time limit expires. So no best ever video package from Joel Watts. And I wonder who was more annoyed, Jim Ross for the illegal pinfall attempt or Joel because his best ever video did not air. Um, I like this match, even though it looked and seemed like they were foreshadowing the time limit draw from the start. What did you think of this uh, rock and roll? Versus, uh, <clears throat> I, was disappointed I was disappointed because I'll be honest, this is one of the best matches I've seen Yeah. on, on, on any episode I've viewed. I thought this was proper tag team wrestling. I yeah. really, really, really enjoyed this. Um, I mean, obviously at the start, I was a little annoyed having found out last week that, or two weeks ago now, should we say, that ELO didn't make a, one a top 10 in the UK. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. that's a bit disappointing. Um, Maybe we laugh because, again, two refs. I should, so the two refs thing is to avoid sort of foul play, should we say. Yes, yeah. Um, but you know, there's one bit where I think they're trying to stop someone coming, coming into the ring from the tag and they both try and stop him. And I'm like, well, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, That's yeah, not the point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I hadn't, I had actually hadn't seen that action continues bit before. Mm. Where it cuts to an ad break. Uh, Very rare they do, they do that. Not yeah. seen that. And actually, given the length of um, matches in in uh, mid south versus length of ad breaks in America, I was I was sort of thinking, what are we going to come back to? Yeah, going to yeah. come back to them like packing the ring away. <laughs> um, but um, I, you know what? I had another thing as well. There was a bit in it where Ricky was trying to get into the ring and I had a flash forward. Okay. Um, because having watched GCW the other week, there was a lot of times where the ref was trying to stop Ricky getting into the ring and it was oh, happening right. again. Okay, and, I was yeah. like, and I to myself, I was like, oh, a bit of a flashback, flash yeah. forward. Back to the future. It was <laughs> back a back to, to the, the future, future wasn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, which which I, I think I had you still mention to Mark and Stuart what they've been watching during lockdown. I, I watched the Back to the Future trilogy the other week. Oh, okay. I've only seen the first one for shame, I'm afraid. But yeah. Watched, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it reminded me of that. But yeah, um, I also like that, you know, at one stage, both ref, refs managed to get knocked out in like a 10 second spell, which yeah. is brilliant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was Very gutted. I actually was gutted it was time to draw. And unfortunately because they kept mentioning the time yeah i knew what was coming but i was just hoping it wasn't um uh, but it did so i was a bit gutted because i, I re honestly i you know i really really enjoyed this match yeah uh, i think it was really good they're going back to, they're going to the time limit draw at the end of the show too much uh, i think that's three or four times in as many weeks so yeah that they need to move away from that because you can't do that too often i th i do think that that leaves people with I know this is a television show and you're not necessarily expecting um, clean finishes. And I, I get that, you know, it's 85. Um, but I think even a screw job finish is better than a, I know it's difficult with the title on the line, but again, it goes back to the old adage of, if you haven't got a finish, don't book it. Um, mm. So I do, I do understand the time limit draw and this would have encouraged people to buy tickets to see these guys in their live events, but you've just done two or three of these in recent weeks and matches that didn't need them. So, so that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 I mean, this was certainly a match that I'm now like, Oh, when's that? Like, are they going to do that again? Cause they didn't mention yeah. they were going to do it next week. And, no. you know, all like weirdly it finished. And I was thinking, oh, I hope that they do, you know, when we, when come December, when we do our, well, I don't know what we call it. It's not pay-per-view, but our main event, show that we did oh the houston wrestling thing yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking i hope that they done one of them so at least i get to see the. can do you see what yeah, i mean like, i just googled uh, it actually and i couldn't find one so um brilliant. yeah i'm not sure see that. yeah i'm not sure one exists actually sadly. Yeah, but not that we do our scale for, for 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 the for the weekly shows but i would have that as a must watch I, yeah, honestly I maybe I'm, i think i'm blowing maybe too much but no I'm no really, no. the guerrero really just we, we know that good the rock and roll expresses but the, the, the what i was thinking when i was watching this um 
this morning was that actually this just looked like a modern day tag team match. Yes. Yeah, and that's completely you know, agree. Yeah, you could drop this in at any time. Completely and agree. This, this didn't, didn't look like something from 1985, but yeah, I thought this um, February 1685 episode was another, you know, another good one. Um, perhaps slightly underwhelming best dressed man competition, but then I suspect that ultimately we're going to get the payoff to that next week. Um, so, what did you think of this one overall? Yeah, it was it was it was okay. As I said, the highlight for me was the end. It had all the stars in. It had that pandemonium brawl, I can mm. call it, of everyone in it. You know, it had some good moments. It had everyone there. Um, yeah, I, yeah. It's just I just never felt that any belts or anything was going to change. No. If, if you know what I mean, and and then that's always you know you want to be you want to think that something could happen, and and it never did, but. Um, I think Boyd was right to be excited, but maybe he got a bit carried away. Yeah, start. I mean, if you if you'd um, if you'd cleared out the um, the video package that we didn't need again, and maybe 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 some maybe the bit with just I think they advertised a TV title match here, didn't they? And they didn't deliver that, so I guess yeah, you know, that, that was a reasonable I, length segment. But again, they're booking something that they don't want to deliver. So whether that was always the way that they were going to do it or not, or that was a way yeah. out because they didn't want to beat either man. But yeah, um, I, I thought this was this was good. So. Dan, thank you very much for joining us on the on the last couple My of pleasure. there's so much Dan Phillips content, isn't there? At the moment we've had Bunkhouse Stampede and and two Mid South and GCW. So and, I, I said you need to lie down. Is, this, and, well, and February's a short month, which means our this month in wrestling isn't even that yeah. far away either. And it's a four hour pay per view you picked as well. So thanks very much for that. Well, yeah, um, I won't be taking it, too many match notes on that one. I don't it's, think it's, so. It's a good one. It's a good yeah, one. it is a good one. So where can people find you online? at Dan PFFC on Twitter. Good stuff. We shall speak to you all again on February the 28th, which is not all that far away, for AEW Revolution 2020. Thank you very much for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed it, why not head over to Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button, follow on Spotify, or press whatever you need to where you listen to this show to receive the episodes as soon as they are released. We love reviews at Mid-South Moments, so why don't you make my day by leaving a five-star rating? Also, if you're interested in guest hosting in the future, please do reach out at Mid Moments on Twitter, and I look forward to speaking with you all again very, very soon.